Are you working? What kind of work do you do? Welcome to another edition of the Midweek Podcast. Special guest joining the show, I'm Will Connerly. He's Charlie Bornoff, and we have the honor to speak with Jim Chester here this afternoon. Really excited for this episode, head coach at Gardner-Webb. And Jim, welcome to the Midweek Podcast. Can't wait to talk about your team, your program, your journey as a coach, and really a look ahead to uh, this next spring for your club. So thanks so much for taking the time, one, to welcome you into the show. So we can talk about your Bulldogs. It's going to be fun. No, fired up. I'm excited to join. Always uh, always enjoy talking Gardner-Webb baseball. As, as you should. You guys had a very good year last year, if you ask me. Um, coach, I'll start it off just like asking, especially the coach when we get on the show, to start just – I love hearing the backgrounds about what everybody does. I'd love to know what got what drove you to get into coaching, and if you could tell the listeners too a little of your journey that got you to Gardner Webb. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, twenty fourth season in college baseball, um, four as a player, and then this is my twentieth season coaching. So it's uh, an eighteenth uh, as a head coach. So it's uh, it's been quite a journey. Um, it's um, one that I would not change one step one minute, none of it. Um, and, um, it really stems back to when I was in college. I was, uh, I was a, I was a division three player, um, played at Teal college, a small division three North of Pittsburgh, um, had a, an unbelievable experience played for coach Joe Shawley, um, whose family is a, one of the probably best families in the history of college baseball. His father won over 2000 games at Marietta, his cool. brother's the head coach at Ashland. Um, so, I mean, like there, there's a lot of baseball there, but, it was, you know, I, I told coach, I was like, you know, when he was talking to me when I was a junior, senior, it was, you know, I was like, you know, I want to be a, I want to be a teacher um, and I want to be a coach. And, um, you know, he mentioned to me, you know, did you ever thought about trying out, you know, college baseball? Um, he's like, you know, we'll make a lot of money, which is hundred percent true. And it's uh, and you'll go and, you know, it's a, a great career. And I never really thought about it. And then, you know, I had an opportunity to be a graduate assistant right out of college and, um, you know, let's fast forward, uh, 20 years later and I'm on a podcast with you, but I really credit the coach cause I wasn't, um, you know, I, what happened really to be honest is I figured out that like, I wanted to be a teacher so I could coach yeah. and I, I really was able to, you know, tell myself and, and convince myself like, you know what, I, I, the good Lord put me on this earth to coach college baseball. And, um, it's been an unbelievable journey. Um, got my head first to first head coaching job at 26 years old at Mercyhurst Northeast uh, Division II Junior College. And uh, school's no longer open, um, but, you know, it was uh, kind of baptism by fire. And then I was a Division Three head coach um, at Penn State Greater Allegheny in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. That's where I grew up um, for seven seasons and then uh, moved on and was the head coach at Lock Haven Division II school in um, Central Pennsylvania for three years. And then I was the head coach at Barton, uh, Division II school in the eastern part of North Carolina, Wilson, North Carolina, for two seasons. And then um, I said the Lord led us here to Boiling Springs, North Carolina. And uh, entering my fifth season as head coach at Gardner-Webb, um, this will be my fourth full season plus a COVID. True. So if that's, that's the short of the last 20 years. That is, that's a comprehensive bio coach. And when we're preparing for this interview, getting ready to talk to you, 
One thing that didn't come up for me was uh, the thought of Marietta College. Could you? Could I? We dive a little bit deeper into that connection right there. I just want to make sure I had that right. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So I played at Teal um, Division Three school in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and my head coach was Joe Shawley. Um, okay, his his father was Don Shawley, who was the the head coach at Marietta for a long time and had over two thousand wins. And then his um, son so- is his son is John, right? Is that- John, John Shawley's the head coach at Ashland. Okay. The program. And then the his, program his right other there. son is Joe, who was my coach at Teal. Wow. Um, I didn't know yeah. there was a Joe. And the only reason I, I wanted, and you know, we're, we're, we're talking to Jim Chester, Gardner Webb. I know we're getting off track. We're going to get back to you. But the only reason <laughs> I brought it up is because I, I was doing an Ashland game the other year and I'm looking at the all time wins record and it's Shally, Shally. It, like and then there's another one. It's just that's a bloodline right there. That was yeah. that's that's just it's small world. And when you look at college baseball like that, I, I don't want to misquote too. But coach, coach has won like 600 games. I mean, he's been mm-hmm. he's been doing it a long time. And you know, you've came to a Gardner Webb practice. There's probably some Marietta sprinkled in there because you know, make make a long story short. You know, one of the best players to ever played Marietta um, was Kent Colby. Uh, you know, the old reliever for the Pirates who was like you know, I mean, like won game seven of the world series in 79 as a pirate as a pirate fan i know all this stuff but anyway (laughs) his son his son chris and i played against each other a pretty good bit when we were uh high school and in college in the summer leagues and stuff like some of that stuff and i remember talking to him one time in depth and you know he played at marietta i played at teal and i started saying some things about what we did and he's like Sounds like you played at Marietta too. So there's probably uh and, and then you know like I said I I you know I didn't invent anything that we do. I mean there's some coach Shawley, you know, running around our field every day, but what we got going on, no doubt. That is cool. Absolutely. And the last thing I'll say, Charlie, before I let you get it, is I know yeah. that he played for his dad there and Marietta John did. And then it's just that's a crazy. I love that. I love that connection. Charlie. Fire away so we can get to learn a little bit more about Mr. Chester. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. So, (laughs) Coach, you said something interesting there because I think it's unique because we kind of actually, we played at Quincy University out in Illinois, and the head coach there now, I think, is in a similar situation that you were when you first got your head coaching job. Because getting your first head coaching job at 26 is, I would say, pretty untraditional by most standards. Usually, a lot of guys at times are, you know, scraping away at 10 years, decades plus working to get that first head coaching job. What was that like? Get it, being able to handle that responsibility at such a young age and having a such a not that you were not inexperienced or not qualified for the job by any means, but just you know, it's a little lot less experience than most guys with their first head coaching job. I wasn't qualified, nor did I have the experience <laughs> by any means, but it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Just amazing how the relationship piece works. Um, kind of comes in full circle. I, you know, we just had our golf outing on Friday, and I was really, really um excited and got surprised. Coach Joe Giordano, the old head coach at the University of Pittsburgh, um, came to our golf outing, and and he's he's the reason that I got became the head coach at Mercyhurst Northeast. Um, you know, my father worked at Pitt, and when I decided I was getting into this business and the college baseball and that, he connected me with Coach Giordano and his staff. So I worked pit camps. I was at everything. I was just just you know I ran around like a madman, networking, recruiting, and I developed a good relationship with Coach Giordano. It's spanned over 20 years, and he used to be the head coach at Mercyhurst, which was the Division II school yeah. in, in up in Erie. So when the junior college job came open, you know, I'm 26. I, you know, I'm, I'm recruiting my tail, running around, doing all these things. And I told Coach Durano, I was like, look, I, I applied for this job. And he says, how interested are you? And I said, very. And he picked up a phone, and I had an interview two days later. <laughs> wow. And, uh, 
and the rest is history. The rest yeah. is history. And um, I mean, and it's it's really that that experience has really um, showed me the value of relationships and networking and all those things. And um, you said that over the last twenty years, it's it's I've been really blessed to to, to develop some great relationships and networking through recruiting and the different experiences that I've had, and um, which has been amazing. Yeah, that's tremendous. I mean, that's a perfect example of like, it just takes one phone call to set you on a certain path in life that you never thought you might be going down. Not, not the name drop, but like, I, you know, again, I, I you know, Clint Hurdle is going to be our uh, guest speaker at our first pitch dinner. coming. Oh, up. that's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. And he, and he mentioned to me one time, this was about 10 years ago. He told me, he said, Jim, never underestimate the value of a phone call. Mm, and, and, I, and I say this constantly to our assistant coaches constantly because you know, I'll get like, oh, could you email? Could you could you do this? I'm like, don't ever and I'll estimate the power of a phone call. And I'll say that with everything. So it's, you know, in the day and age of, you know, instant messaging, direct messaging and everything else that goes on. I mean, and doing doing this is more valuable than anything that you can do. You know what I mean? So it's it's I, yeah. I live by it. I 100% agree because, I mean, it's funny you mentioned the, the one phone call thing because not to make this about ourselves for a second here, but Will and I had a meeting the other day talking about what we want to do for the season coming up with the podcast. We're just like, let's screw it. Let's just DM everybody that we know that, like, follows us and show us some love on there. Like, we want to hear these guys anyways. Yeah. It's like you're, you're a prime example of one. Like, I, I said to Will, I know Coach Chester follows us on Twitter. Let's hit him up. Like, worst, worst thing that happens is it goes on red and nothing else nothing else changes. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, no, like I said, it, it's, this is a blessing for me. And this is – so anytime we get to talk, talk some shop and, you know, um, you know, talk garden web, I mean, I guess I'm all in. I'm all in. Absolutely. So coach, you talked about your background. One thing that stood out to me is through the various levels you've coached at, I look at in particular, your two most recent stops before Gardner web, you've had significant success after what you would call turning a program around. And I look at that from Lockhaven, 13 wins to 32 in year three. I look at Barton, you go from 12 to 31, um, directing these turnarounds. What are some key principles for you and strategies that you apply to be able to achieve the turnaround of a program? You know, I, I think it's a couple of things. Uh, you know, I'll tell you one, it's, it, you know, it, it's, you know, I, I get that question a little bit and, and I, and I even get it from young coaches, right? Like, like or younger coaches that, that, that are getting in the business or get their first head coaching job, different things. I'm, I'm and I'm going to try to be as brutally honest as possible. Like there, I really don't have a magic wand or, or, or something like, I don't have this like book put aside, like, this is what you need to do. I, I just know that like three things really go on. And, 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 and when I woke up today, the same three things are going on um, on a daily basis. Like in, in, in number one, number one is like, we're going to go at this like 120%, like, like at this 120%. The seasons that were 13 wins and 12 wins, we didn't work any less hard than we did the seasons with 35 or 33 wins or whatever they may be. There, there, were, there, was, there was a standard set. There was a work ethic. There was a there was just an a an, an approach to excellence, um, you know, on a daily basis. As far as that goes, right? Um, th there there is a there is a commitment, and there is a, um, a you know, it uses word but like 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 
a ruthless like work ethic in regards to recruiting. Um, just just a uh, you know not going to take no for an answer type approach um, to recruiting. And, and again, this is this is not hard to figure out. Like you know, if you have good players, like you're a good coach. You know, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fair. Like, I mean, like I said, when you have good players running around, there, there's the thing. And, and, and again, it's that's a big piece to it is like, you know what I mean? You've got to find the right players um, that are getting off the bus and, and representing your program. And um, that is something I feel that, you know, myself and the staffs that I've been involved with um, have been able to do um, in a lot of those transitions. And then and then investing ourselves into the players and, and, and then expecting and um, the most in, in, in stealing a standard of, you know, discipline and excellence and some of those things that I've talked about. Um, and again, and then just staying consistent with all of it, staying consistent. Um, I truly believe, um, you know, today um, going to be 44 next month. Like I, I, I recruit and, and work and do a lot of things the same way that I did when I was 26. I just have a little bit more experience. Um, and, you know, the hardest thing for me with some of that in the last couple of years is, you know, I've got, I've got a great staff. I mean, I, I could, this year, I couldn't even, I can't even explain to you how excited I am about the guys that I have around me that are super talented, that can do a lot of things, but yours truly has been a one man shop um, before here for a long time. I mean, I've had some really good assistants on me wrong, but you know, the, we've got a lot of, a really deep staff and like me trying to figure out how to delegate some of the stuff on some days gets to be difficult, but I feel like I've done a much better job this year as far as it goes. But to me, that's, that's part of the, like turning the program around type piece. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, you gotta be disciplined and, you know, it's, 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 you know, and it's doing something at the same level um, every single day is, is, is being disciplined. So again, I feel like I bring that to the table. I tell my wife all the time, like if I woke up tomorrow, and I didn't have the same burn in my belly to do all those type of things as I do today, I, I'd step away because I'd be, I wouldn't be doing right by the players or our, our, our staff, um, the school, the program or anything. Yeah. You got coach. You got me juiced up right now. I'm ready to go run through a brick wall. I'm not, I won't lie to you, but so um, you mentioned something in there that you're talking about recruiting players being such an important part of your program, which obviously it is. I mean, Jay Johnson isn't Jay Johnson, unless you can get a guy like Paul Skeens to come down to Shreveport. But so with that kind of thing, as I love asking head coaches this job because if we if we have some younger listeners, so I think it's good advice for them too. When you are recruiting players and you're out there on the trail of recruiting, what are some characteristics you look for from a player, whether physical or just how they go about their business? I, it's a great question, right? Um, it's amazing what's happened in the last 20 years. You know, when I first got hired as a GA, you know, I used to have to come into the office, pick up the office phone, and like call recruits homes yeah okay like like and you would call the 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 players you were recruiting that didn't play didn't play another sport you would call them between three and five okay you never called somebody's home between five and seven p.m because it was dinner time it was disrespectful yeah and then you the multi-sport athletes that practice after high after school they would be available between seven and nine so you try to get them then and then you never called somebody's house after nine o'clock because that was disrespectful. Boy, that's changed. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. It's 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 changed dramatically. And I've lived through. You know what I mean. It went from some of that stuff to the Legion showcases were the biggest thing in the world 
transitioning into travel baseball um, and then transitioning into the facilities and the teams and in and, and, and those pieces. And, and I've, I've been through a lot of the changes that have went on in, in recruiting, all that type of stuff. But some of the things that I'm going to tell you, like they haven't changed, like as far as it goes, you know what I mean? Like I said, yeah, it's, it's, you know, again, it, we, we, we recruit talent. Um, we also try to value obviously the makeup just as much as, as the talent. Um, the talent can get you a piece. The separators, you know what I mean, is, is the makeup and how you go about your business. Um, that that's what gets you from good to great. Um, 100%. And so, so we 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 value a lot. I mean, I, I watch a lot about how guys dress. Uh, I mean it, like like I, you know, what do they do in regards? You know what I mean? Like I said, how they wear their uniform. Um, you know how they go on and off the field. Um, you know, you know how do they communicate with their teammates on the field? Um, you know, where do they go when the ball is not hit to them? Um, you know, how do they move? Um, you know what I mean? What type of energy do they bring um, to the field? Um, you know what I mean? And again, it's not about hooting and hollering and screaming, but like I said, what, what kind of energy is being communicated with your body um, on, a, on, a, on, a, on every play? Um, you know, you know how, how, when you don't, well, how do you react to failure? I mean, these are things you hear from a lot of coaches a lot of times, but you know, again, we all know who the good players are. Yeah. You know what I mean? My daughter's 11. She can tell me who our best player is. It isn't Absolutely. that hard to go out to a game and go, he's good. You know yeah. what I mean? He hits it the hardest and farthest. Yeah, we like him. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Oh, Bobby Alcox <laughs> hitting 95, yeah. 97. He's pretty good at baseball. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, it, it's, it's, there's, there's different pieces to that. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a, yeah. it's, 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 it's just, you know, how can you identify some of those intangibles? Yeah, I totally agree. I exactly. It's the things that go on set are usually the things you need to pay attention to the most. Mm-hmm. Coach, this year, t- tell us a little bit about how you went about constructing this roster. I mean, you had 23 new guys with this 2023 signing class, including going to the portal for quite a bit of them. Um, a couple D2 transfers, about 12 from the D1 level. You you lose a lot of guys who produced for you offensively and on the mound last year, but you brought in quite a bit. So just talk about that roster construction construction that you had to do this off season leading up to this next spring. Yeah, we had, um, you know, we had, uh, like I said, it's, and it's funny. Um, you, I, I think you saw a lot of it this summer. It, it was, it was quite a, quite a summer for a lot of different, teams across the country and especially our league um yeah. it's a it's it is a different time in college baseball um and i could sit here and rant and rave and complain and we've got to change it and we got to do this and you know i, I have twitter too you know what i mean i can yeah. I, I rate it but not what i'm gonna do um we're, we're gonna you're gonna have to adapt i mean because the more time you you sit around complaining about whatever's going on in college baseball you're losing out on getting on another player yeah, and doing 100%. the things that you, that you need to do. Um, you know, we had we lost, um, I believe, about 12 guys to graduation. And, um, you know, for the first time this year, uh, we got hit by the portal. I mean, it's no no secret. Um, you know, our uh, our number one arm is at Alabama. Um, our number two arm um, is at West Virginia right now. Um, and uh, yeah, was, maybe you couldn't find a bigger fan of those guys than me. Um, and, uh you know, the players have the ability to do those things now. And, you know, it's, they're allowed, they're allowed to do it um, from that standpoint. Um, With that, I mean, for me, I just, I just chalk it up as an opportunity to go get a new player, um, develop a new relationship. Um, 
And um, I, uh, you know, for a time period there, you know, you, there's a lot of worry. There's a lot of like, what are we going to do? How are we going to do? Whatever it might be. But and sitting here on, you know, what do we got? October 30th. I, I couldn't be more happier with where we are. Man, I'm so excited about our pitching staff. I'm so excited about our pitching coach. And I'm so excited about the depth we have. And, um, man, we didn't miss a beat. And, you know, can't sit here and tell you we're better because we haven't played any games yet this year. But from a culture standpoint and a depth standpoint and a work ethic standpoint, we're a great spot. We're yeah. a great spot going into November here. I'm, I've never been – we have our World Series this week, and we're going to be playing – three full games on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Never had that in my career. Never. Oh, really? Okay. So that just gives a great testament to, you know, how well these guys were coached this fall, how how in shape they are, um, how hard they've worked to keep their keep their arms and their stamina where it needs to be. And um, you know, it, it's it's in an outstanding place. And you know, we we did we did lose a little bit offensively. I mean Curtis Robeson was our right fielder, was a stud. He's actually on our coaching staff now. Uh, Marcos, our center fielder. Um, and, and we lost a couple, but, but we do return a good chunk of our lineup, though. Um, you know, Alec Burns is back. I mean, he, he in, in my opinion, he was preseason player of the year last year. Um, he might not get picked out this year, but in my opinion, he's, he's, he's one of the best players in our league. Mark Black, Humberto Torres. I can go down the line. We've got, we've got a good chunk of our lineup back. I feel it's going to be very dangerous. Um, and again, you know, with how, with how, you know, college baseball and some things are going on, we, we had the opportunity to go and get some transfers to come in and some impact guys that are going to, you know, allow us to be extremely competitive again this year um, and allow us to compete for, you know, I believe the Big South Championship. So it's, um, it's definitely a piece here. Um, you know, we're, you know, there's multiple types of recruits now. I mean, there's the high school player who we're really excited about the guys that we got here. Um, there's the junior college player. There's the four-year transfer, and then now and there's the graduate transfer. And the graduate transfer has been really good to us. I mean, we've got a big leaguer right now that's that was a graduate transfer here. And um, we have the ability, and we have the right – we have some really good majors, and we have some one-year majors that allow us to get those graduate transfers, which I, I, I'm i okay with it. And, and you'll see a lot in our bullpen last year and this year. You know, we have guys that are fifth, sixth-year guys that are grad guys that we're able to bring in in the fifth, sixth, seventh inning instead of an 18-year-old young man that was just pitching in high school last year. So, yeah. you know, it's – I don't know. I, I, it's kind of an advantage for us from that standpoint. So, um, I, I couldn't be more excited about what's going on in our program right now because, you know, um, I think maybe on surface it was kind of like, oh, lost a few pieces offensively, a couple arms left, um, and, and that's all true. And you can read that on paper, but – I know what's going on here and I know what's going on in our clubhouse and I know what's going on on a daily basis. And um, mid, mid, middle of February can't get here soon enough. Oh, you, you and me both coach. I'm ready for baseball to get, get back cooking. Um, You mentioned in that too, about the portal, because I'm curious to hear your side of this because you are as Gardner Webb is not a power five school. It's a good program though. You built up in a very good way. So I'm curious, what do you guys do anything to put in place? Because when you're, it's, it's kind of a double-edged story. Like it's a good thing that you're producing these players that are so good that they, that these big schools are like this guy, this kid's a real, this kid can really play, and they want them. But you also know you, you want to keep those players at the same time. So it's kind of that weird issue where you know you're getting good players, but you don't even keep them. Is that something that you guys now look at when you're recruiting players in this more modern age of baseball, or is it kind of just like 
if it happens, we happens. If it happens, it happens. And then if it does, we just figure it out from there. Yeah, it's it. it listen, it's an exact science right now. It really yeah. is. I, I, it's hard to say, like, you know, during the recruiting process, it's 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 important to me, to me when I communicate to them, like, like, hey, this is a this is a four or five year thing. Right. Like, you know, this is what we want to work on. And, and everybody, you know, that's, you know, what they say and what they what you know, how they want to go about you know, their process and their recruitment and a lot of different things. And, you know, you know, I, can I, can I blame, you know, when I was playing at Teal college and if UCLA came and wanted me to come play right field for him, I mean, and I had the opportunity to do that. I mean, it, I put myself in that position. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The other thing too is, you know, you talk about, you know, you mentioned like Jay Johnson and how you know, Jay Johnson um, had a little bit of news about him the other day. I don't think you guys saw him. He's, He's, he's doing okay. He can probably, uh, you know, get a foot long at Subway now instead of a six inch. He's getting, he's, he's doing pretty true. good. He gets paid, Very true. You know, <laughs> and, and I, and I do the same thing with, with me. I go like, you know, it's, you know, I, I, I hope I retire from here, but you know, you, you get opportunities and somebody, somebody offers you $3 million to go coach somewhere. I mean, yeah. it's a silly, you know what I mean? You got to put yourself yeah. in those, those scenarios, yeah. so, you know, same thing with, with, with kids. So like it, it's, it's, it, it's tough. And I don't think there's been enough time to really give like a lot of thought and process to it. Um, you know, you know, some guys, guys that we don't have here right now. I mean, they were all high school players that, that yeah. really didn't have any opportunities out of high school other than here. Um, very limited. And, you know, we believed in them and played them, uh, coached them, gave them oh. a lot of opportunities. And, you know, I'm happy we could be a small part of their journey, but, you know, um, I think that it's, it's, you know, I think it maybe everyone's going to view that a little different. Um, we want guys to stay, um, obviously, but if they do go, I mean, there now is an opportunity to go into the portal and, and get players. You know what I mean? As far as it goes. Yeah. Um, again, we're, I think we're a great option. I mean, we've got, we've got, you know, power five guys that were here um, that are, that are, you know, that are doing very well. Um, and I think it's because they get, you know, a little bit more of an opportunity. Um, little, little more of a focus on everything here. I mean, I can give you a whole list of reasons in a lot of ways, but I think it's, you know, I think that, you know, the way, the way things are setting up, I mean, I, I just really believe for the most part outside of maybe the Ivy league and a couple other places, like if you're getting a guy in and, you know, and you you can talk the story about from freshman orientation to senior day. I just don't, I don't know how much of that's around anymore, to be honest. As far yeah, that's fair. No, it's fair. You definitely see a lot more of kids changing schools a lot quicker than, you know, we definitely used to, I think. And obviously you can't die NIL and the portal being a lot looser than it used to be even five years ago has definitely changed the total and landscape. It's, it's the rules. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, no ill will. There's no, you know what I mean? It is what it is, you know, yeah. as far as it goes. And, you know, I think that, I think that, players need to understand that too. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's like, you know, you, you know, I, I feel great about the group we got and what they're doing and how they're moving around the field. And, but there's a lot of places where, where, where coaches go and do those, you know, it's sometimes pretty cutthroat. I mean, like, no, you know, 100%. They're going to go and they're going to over recruit and do a lot of things like yeah. that. Yeah. It used, to, it used to always be just, um, if you're the starting right fielder your sophomore year, the only person you have to worry worry for is the, the freshman coming in. Now it's kind of like, hey, if you're not getting it done and coach doesn't like what you're doing, he might be able to go pluck some guy that can become an All-American tomorrow. I know I know a very, very good Power 5 program who's 
to make a long story short, arrive a connection, one of the players, uh, parents. And yeah. he explained to me that, you know, his, his son was hitting fourth the last two years and yeah. in their, their last fall game he was hitting ninth because of the portal. Jeez. Yeah. Life, life comes at you fast, man. Yeah. I mean, I just, no, I just, just what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, there really yeah. is. Yeah. Coach, speaking of all that, you mentioned him. I wanted you to talk a little bit about Rob Hardy and you know, he, he joined this staff this summer. You said you love your pitching coach. He came from rice as I understand it. I've never been down to Houston, Texas and seen the campus, but I heard they have an unbelievable state of the art pitching facility. I just wonder what he's brought to the table. Now a new guy on the staff for you. And really overall, it's cool to kind of see how you've constructed this staff. You know, he's somebody who's come over with you from Barton. You've had, Hardy on the staff and you've talked about how much you love the staff I'd love to give you you know the time to talk about Hardy the new addition and what he's done with the pitching staff and just the re- rest of the bunch you have on board there at Gardner-Webb yeah yeah no no doubt um yeah I would first and foremost or you know coach Anthony Marks has been with me now for six years um it's a it's the uh, second longest I've ever had an assistant with me um you know no he's like he's one he's one of my, he's one of my closest friends um, on top of being, you know what I mean, an unbelievable coach. Um, you know, you talk about, you know, you, you talk about a throwback there, like as far as loyalty and and just, you know, having, um, you know, he he he's, you know, it's it's like the playing career. You know, I, I got him right out of pro ball where he never coached a day in his life. And to watch what he's doing now as a coach on and off the field, I mean, it's I mean, it's cool for me to see. And I'm glad I could be a small part of that. Yeah, um, in a lot in a lot of different ways, and it's uh, you know, he's he he's out, he's unbelievable, and I mean, I'm sure you guys know his background a little bit. He won a national championship. Yeah, he's and, got the ring. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, he was and he was a dude for them, and it's his uh, I mean, you can't you know, every year right when Omaha starts, I mean, he's pounding his chest on Twitter when he stole second base. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. But, you know, he's he may he makes us go offensively, and um, you know, it's 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 just as much as I love. You know, like I said about the pitching staff, because there's some there was the new the new going on there coach wise. Um, you know, our offense is in a great place and with great leadership and he handles he handles ninety-nine percent of that. And um, you know, he's he it's it's unbelievable what he brings to the table. Um, you know, Coach Hardy, um, I got blessed to know. Um the years all run together. Um there. But and, and I, I I can't remember, but I, but I do know in the last in the last about five years, you know, and, and actually let's make it six, even back when I was at Barton, you know, I've, I've tried to hire coach Hardy probably around four times. I mean, I've tried hard. Um, you know, he's a guy that was at Bloomsburg, which is a D two. Um, and he was there, I believe the year after I left to go to Barton and did, there was a, there was a lot, there was always on the road. I'd always see him. I got to know him. I knew his work ethic. I knew the success he had at Bloomsburg I knew the success he had at Siena. Um, he ended up at Rice. He always he just he was great about staying in touch, the networking. And I saw what was going on with him from afar. And, um, man, we just really, really lucked out on getting him to move from Rice to Gardner-Webb. Um, and I think that, you know, he understands the vision that, you know, I have for the program and, and with the standards that we're trying to set and do send uh, that, that, you know, he wanted to kind of be a part of that. And there was a lot of he just recently married and. You know, the, you know, the, the getting back to the East Coast family. There was, a, there was a lot of good things that lined up. And, you know, I told him, I said, I'm probably hitting, you know, I'm hitting about 250 because he finally said, you know, I finally got a knock because he said, you know, I struck out the other three times. So, 
<laughs> you know, I've tried to try, but he, he's a guy like great, great energy, great knowledge. Um, just, just every day. I mean, I just, I, I just, again, I'm, you know, I am not a pitching coach. I, I, I know, I know that I, I have, I have an idea what a good one looks like, but again, like we talked about, it's not that very, sometimes very difficult, but I, 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 um, you know, we, I give a lot of autonomy to our pitching coach in regards to like, he's kind of a head coach of the pitchers. Coach Marks is like a head coach of the hitters in, 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 with inside of that, like I, I, but I do know organizational structure. I do know communication and I do know growth. And I've seen all that happen with our pitching staff this fall. Um, and it's, um, it's been great to see. And just to be able to, again, you know, we're going to, the, you know, we, we, we literally have only two arms inactive for this weekend coming up little, in, in November. Time. It's, it's huge. huge. Oh my God. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I got to knock on wood, but it's like, just, <laughs> I'll do you know, it with the me, coach. I got you. <laughs> the place here the rest of the week, but like that didn't, it doesn't happen by accident. It happens because of what was going on from day one um, with that group moving forward. So it's it's exciting to see. It's been exciting to watch the growth. And we just we just keep getting a little bit better every time we go out, every day we work. So I just know there's great things on our horizon, um, you know, on the mound and and obviously at the plate too. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. I just, I'm, my mind's blown by the only two arms being inactive. I th- didn't think that was impossible, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, me too. We got we got our draft tonight. So if you got Twitter, check it out. Oh, I will. Okay. Oh yeah, we've got we've there got we like, we've got two. Um, and like I said, I I I didn't get into the rest of our staff too much, but two of our GAs who are kind of a, you know, they're like the life of the team. The guys yeah. love them. They're gonna they're gonna coach. Uh, they're gonna coach okay. the team and got a little Halloween theme going on tonight. So you'll Love that. see some interesting costumes getting broken out. So is there a big get a- punishment for the loser? Ooh. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's interesting. The, 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 the guys, the, our staff's more interested in like the coach loser punishment. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah, you just yeah, sit, yeah. you just sit back and watch, don't you? You're yeah. not coaching. Yeah. So like I've done this a bunch of different ways. Um, I, this year I'm, I'm out. Your commissioner Chester this time. I'm, yeah, Fall yeah, World I'll, Series. I'll, just yeah, enjoy I'm gonna it. Be up, I'm gonna be up in the press box and if, if the bench clearing brawl breaks out, I'll come I'll call nine one one and run down. But <laughs> other than that, other than that, like I said, I'm 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 off. We we I it depends on the year a lot of ways. Like I am so confident with where we are in all phases of what we're doing. the, the development piece is kind of over. Like like these three inner squads is like the reward for the fall for me. Yeah. Like I let, let we let the guys go do a little bit of sandlot, you know. I really believe it. Like, and and we're gonna let them go play and let them have fun and and really be just kind of like the end cap to the fall. And this is their reward for how hard they worked, you know what I mean? Since the middle of yeah. August. So you know, there, there, there's there's really not gonna be there's gonna be a little bit of sign stuff. Like I put some limitations in there. We have a little bit of rules and some different things like that we do. But I'm going up into the press box, and I'm gonna keep score. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to watch the guys run around, which is, it's actually good from a, from a, from a standpoint. I've done that only a handful of times in my career. Um, and I'm doing it again. I'm going to do it this year, but I like, you know, you learn a lot about your team by just sitting up in the stands and watching it too. Yeah. Um, which I haven't done all fall. So I'm excited to watch these guys kind of play from up top and probably learn a bit, a little bit more about our club. 
Yeah, that is. Uh, That's and this World Series is always fun. I'm glad we'll ask the punishment question because ours was always yeah. the losing team hat. So we, since we were at D2, we'd have a lot of funding, obviously. So whatever the, the project was for the field that year, losing, <laughs> te- losing team was the one that gets the email at like 10 a.m. All right, meet me at the field in 15 minutes. We're, we're building a shed today. Something like, something like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. We're not doing too much now. We got some stuff like winners. Um, we we all. I always get a shirt. Um, okay. Made up. I've got. We've got a championship <laughs> belt. You know, yes, all love that. Stuff and all that. So, you know, we got all that stuff going on, but uh, not too much. Not too much on the other end, but uh, had some competitive World Series here the last couple of years, and oh, yeah. they've been a lot of fun. I've done it. We've done them all. We've done them all over the way. You know, fall. You you, you miss the fall, right? Like yeah. it's, it's funny how you say that because you know, you know I talk to guys that play it all the time, but like. And in, in, in I so I, I I love the fall like I love the grind of it. Yeah, it's almost harder than the spring sometimes. Um, I mean, because this is the development phase, and I'm, I'm and I try to be very meticulous about what we do and how we do it in the fall and everything from lift to stretch to conditioning, all, all the all these things that we're trying to accomplish. But I I consider fall baseball like living in a dorm, right? It's the one thing that was like the greatest experience in the world that you never want to do again. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's like you know what I mean? Like Nobody, everyone's like, oh, remember when I lived in a dorm, you know what I mean? And this and everything, but you wouldn't go do it now. And no, you think 100%. you love, you missed the fall and like you, you kind of, the thought of it does, but I don't know. No, I know. You're totally if, right. If you, had six, if you had 6 a.m. weights tomorrow, you might have a different, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the beauty of it is you're doing it together. There's somebody else sharing hey, that amen. campaign with you. That's all it's really about is it's the building together of. Man, you know that really sucked. But I'm had my boys with me while I was doing it. That's all that really matters in the end. No, no, and that's that's how your you know your culture and your team and your chemistry is built in the fall. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And I do. I you bring, I would agree with you about how the fall is hard because I think to add to your point on that too is, I know for me at times I would have it always took a little bit longer to readjust because in the summer, especially not playing summer ball, the autonomy to just like oh I need I know I need to lift today I need to get my throwing in but I can do that at. 2 p.m. if I want to instead of 8 a.m. if I don't want to. It's just getting back into that that structure can be a little challenging for guys at times. And also, plus, it just gets cold. And no one wants to throw in the cold. No, summer ball is way different than fall, isn't it? 100%. Whatever, especially, day. especially the new wave of summer ball. I mean, it's, yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. 100%. It's a different beast. Do you uh, have thoughts on that, though? Like, do you encourage the guys to go play summer a lot or to, to train and develop, and especially with pitchers? Like, I saw you guys had a pitcher who performed well in the Coastal Carolina right. or the Coastal Plain League from James Madison. Like, do you do you have an idea on, like, what they should do in the summer after a season to the players? I think, I think it depends on the guy. Um, it's from pitchers, like, it's, you know, if you don't pitch a lot, like, you've got to go pitch. Yeah, you got to go true. get somebody out. I mean, like, you miss there's that nothing edge. wrong. There's nothing wrong with training and going on some pro and doing some things. I think it's for the right person at the right age. Um, to me positionally, it's 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 tough. Like, if you're if you're a guy that plays 56 for us and gets 250 at bats, you know, you, you could you deserve some rest. You know. Yeah. Um, the uh, but if you've got 30, 40, 50 at bats, you need to go get 200 in the summer. And, and I, but and I and I do understand about the piece of getting faster, stronger, and hitting, and but there's there's still a piece to you know taking in at bat and you know, yeah, getting you know, and doing what you need to do and getting to the ballpark and taking care of yourself while lifting. And, you know, again, if you're going to be a professional baseball player, some of that's got to like it comes into place. 
I'm a little bit of a throwback when it comes to that. I mean, I just, I, I just truly believe the only way you get better is by playing the game. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, the best practice is playing, playing the game of baseball at the end of the day. How you develop. Yeah. How you develop. So you know, with that, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't. I, like I said, I, I want to make sure I don't say the wrong thing, but it's you know, I, I think it just depends on how much you play in the spring. Yeah. On, you know how much you play in the summer. It's that balance, but, I think, is a fair way to put it. It's just like you figure it out. It's like you got you can do those things, but it's important not to get lost in it as well. You gotta come back to center. Drives me crazy. Like, you know, I mean, I, 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 you know, sometimes I've got, you know, over the years, I've guys tell me, "Well, I don't, I don't want to play this summer." I'm going, you know, play baseball, like, dude. You're 19. You know, yeah. you want to play baseball? Yeah. I think I think part of that's just baseball, the perspective. Yeah, I, yeah I, I would. I know I get what you're saying 100. percent I think part of that too is, I think it's to nobody's fault. I guess it's just it's the, the ignorance of being youthful, is you think because <laughs> because you st- you're 19 year old. Oh, this is only year one of my, in theory, four year wow. college experience. I've got plenty of time to play baseball. When in reality, you got there's a very finite amount of time, and what they really should be doing is probably taking as much of an advantage to play the game of baseball uh, as they can. I'm the farthest. I was the farthest thing from a good player. Um, by by any means, but the last year that I played competitive baseball, I was 33, yeah. and I played 64 games that summer. Dang. Okay, between an adult league and an over 30 league, and trust me, I paid for it. I, re- I retired. <laughs> I retired yeah. after that year. Um, but it's like I don't know, love to play baseball. You know, what yeah. I mean? you talk about some of the characteristics of like looking for players. Like I'm I'm really looking for guys that love the process and love to play baseball. The gamers. Um, yeah, if you love the other stuff, like it's not really, not really part of it. It's good old training. Love, yeah, you gotta lo- love to play baseball. That's yeah. important. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so coach, so we've been talking a lot about your journey getting into Gardner Webb up to this point as well. I would love to know from a somewhat a fellow D two guy like yourself, as we are, were there any challenges going from since Barton was the stop before Gardner? Was there any challenges going from that D two level as a head coach to becoming a Division one head coach? Yeah, you know what? I, I a lot of times find myself more as a um, small school advocate than I am like a Division One advocate in a lot yeah. of ways. Because because I'm gonna be honest with you, when I sat out on this journey, I, it wasn't to become a Division One head coach. It was not. You know, I was in my hometown um, where I grew up as a um, D three level coach and super happy. Went went in a lot of games and and one championship we were, we were at a great thing going um could have stayed there forever but I, but I'm just kind of a guy with like you know what I mean like I just want something out like you know just like want a challenge like yeah. what's next you know and it, and it was every way you know Penn State Greater Allegheny the, the program was 0 and 9 the year before we got there uh, they played nine games and it was just really like That's... dormant you know what I mean yeah Lock Haven you know was coming off consecutive last place finishes in the PSAC East so that was like let's go this is let's see what we can do here um barton was a good program you yeah. know what i mean like there wasn't really, but but you know my wife went out on that one she wanted to get south you know what i mean so like yeah that was a you know that was a piece to it and then and then it turns into and gardner webb has been far from ever a bad program so we saw but it was kind of like this okay like you know i've kind of figured out how to win it win a few games junior college d3 d2 i'm like all right well let, let you know let me see if i can maybe maybe do this you know what i mean like it was like, yeah a good challenge as far as it goes. That's a good point, yeah. Um, hey, listen, there's 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 a lot of different, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot of same too. You know what I mean? I 
you know, I, I, I've stood across from Millersville and Chas McCormick and Westchester. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. And, and Mount Olive and North Greenville. Like, I, 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 the I program's know right what, there. I know what good D2 baseball looks like. And I've been blessed to coach a few of them that have, that have played some good teams. And, and then I've also stood across from North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia Tech, and some of those things. And, and, and there are, there are differences. There's, there's a lot of depth. The bullpens, there, 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 there is, but, but there's a lot of similarities too because yeah. there's a lot of good baseball in Division Two. There is, there's been a lot of good baseball. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. Like I go flip through, flip through the major leagues this year. I mean, I, I can go almost about ten guys that, in my five years in the Conference Carolinas and the PSAC, they're in the big leagues now. Yeah, you know, they're in the big leagues. I, and yeah. it's like, you know, I just, you know, just like you said when the NLCS was going on. I was, you know, talking about um, some of the guys were like, you, you coached against Chaz McCormick, center fielder for the – I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it was a D2 school, really good one. Millers, yeah. they're unbelievable. So, um, you know, there, there, there's there's a lot of similarities from a position player standpoint. Obviously, the guy that pitches on Friday in the D2 levels are a dude, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I just think if some of the depth gets going, um, you know, there's some things that get exposed probably at the Division two level versus the Division one. Um, but I, I, I consider this a lot, like I, I explained it a lot this way where like, and this is no offense to like our football program is, um, done a great job. Our coaches are made, they just had a, they had a ranked win this weekend. Like they're, they're doing really good, but you know, if they went and played Duke right now, who's in the top 20, maybe yeah. not now after losing the, the other night, but I'm just saying they, they'd have a really tough time beating Duke or keeping it close. You know, it's just the way the landscape works. You know, last year we played Duke right before they went on their super regional run, and we played a yeah. really good game, and they didn't play their best, and yeah. we won. Yeah, we won. You know what I mean? And, and and it doesn't mean whatever it means. You know what I mean? It's just it's one day. Baseball allows for that. So within yes. that, within that, there's you know we won't play. We don't play a Division two team like midweek or anything. Yeah, I've been on that side. Yeah, it's their it's their World Series. Yeah, they we come out. They're coming yeah. out for blood. That was, no doubt. Those games. Like, yeah, they're out because so they, like, they, like, that's such a badge of honor. But yeah, we like, you know made up school D two. Yeah, we just took it to Gardner Webb yesterday. We ran them. Like that's that is. Cool. I would never stop talking about that. This is an unbelievable stat here, but I forget the year. Okay, this is no joke. Okay, Gardner Webb played Mars Hill on a Monday. Okay, and lost. Okay, then played North Carolina on Wednesday, who was number four in the country, and beat them duality of man right there i mean that's just like <laughs> baseball right yeah it's just yeah. baseball you hear people say baseball happens it's what happens so no it's, it's <laughs> coach, coach I, well i'm gonna hop in for another question yeah. for him too but coach i do i love that you said that because i i tried telling my friends from home who didn't play college baseball like, like baseball is the depth of baseball d1 to naia juco is so much richer than the other um sports respectively it's just i agree with you we were saying going against your football team going against Duke versus the baseball team going against Duke, that kind of thing. It just, it is, it is what it is. It's just because baseball does happen. All the game, the, talents the, game, the yeah. game itself allows for the variables, no doubt. Exactly. And then, so I was going to say, you mentioned that your wife had a play with you guys going further South. And I'm always curious because you obviously are a baseball lifer and you're a grinder when it comes to it. How do you manage that work-life balance between being the head coach and being there for your team and also at the same time, being a family man and being able to do both of those at a high at a high level, you need to have a rock star wife. 
It's a hundred percent it. I mean, she's the all American. She just she yeah. takes care of everything. Um, it's it's a big piece to it. And it's it's funny, we like I just mentioned we had our golf outing on Friday and um I had a couple of, you know, I had some former players there from here and different things, and they were like, take a celebrity shot. I've never hit a golf ball off the tee on a golf course in my life. Um, I don't go, but so like this program in here, here is this all here is super important to me. Um, I invest my life into it. I invest my life into our players. I invest my life into our facilities to try to grow and get better and do what we need to do. Invest in recruiting. It's a, it's a, what people don't understand. I mean, it's a 24 seven job. You know, there may be nothing on Christmas. There may be nothing on new year's day. Um, but everything else, I mean, there's just something going on. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's a passion. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's an obsession in a lot of ways. Yeah. Doing this. Um, with that, like any free time that I have outside of that is devoted to my family. Um, you know, I've got two children and a great wife and, um, I have no hobbies. Zero. Yeah. I do nothing. I don't play cards. I don't hunt. I don't fish. I don't play golf and do anything. Baseball and family. I'm just, I'm just obsessed. It's almost like I hate to, I hate to worst hobby because it's something you do part time, but baseball, like anything that I have hobby, it's, it's involved here with baseball. Yeah. Um, And I don't have, you know what I mean? And some people tell me, oh, you need a hobby. You need a release. And like, no, no, not enough time for it. Yeah. Look at the watch. Where where, where am I going to get that done? Yeah. No, I, I told me, if I went home and told my wife when I didn't have something going on at work here and said, Hey, honey, I'll be back in six hours. I'm going to go play around the golf with the boys. <laughs> She'd kind of look at me like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the typical look. As like, you sure about that, bud? You sure about that? <laughs> because with the job, like I explained, I mean, there's just, there's, it's caught, you know, you're networking. There's, there's, there's things in the community. There's this, there's, there's yeah. just constant stuff you need to do outside of hitting some fungo and running practice. I mean, that's the fun part is going to practice. So yeah, if you're going to do this right, I mean, it's, 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 it's a big job. It's a big job. Yeah. There's almost always something you can be doing. Yeah. So if I have that free minute, it's going to my family. Yeah. When I do all of it, it goes, it goes right to them, right to them. As, as it should be. That's a great way to approach it. Yeah. And coach, I know here on the midweek podcast, you talk about some, you know, wild things that happen on midweeks, right? And you talk about what you guys did last year. I mean, you you had back-to-back games where you beat ranked opponents, you know, in a stretch last year with Campbell and Duke. And I look ahead to this year, you're playing South Carolina in February. That's going to be fun on the road. And then we look at your Big South schedule. And I just, for the fans listening now, because I know in this podcast, we've talked about Fall World Series, but this isn't going to be released until all that's over. Could you tell us a little bit, though, about, you know, upcoming for this season, some of the individuals you are excited about on both sides, offensively and pitching that are maybe new keys to the program, pieces to the program and guys that have maybe impressed you this fall that could go up and then again, beat some top teams like that you'll play in the non-conference slate like South Carolina and Texas Tech. Yeah, what a week we got there, right? I don't know who made the schedule. But, uh, <laughs> Columbia. Going to Columbia there on Tuesday <laughs> and then getting on a plane and headed to Lubbock on Thursday and play Texas Tech, which I'm 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 really excited about. And our um, our players are fired up about they're fired up about yeah. that opportunity and pretty pretty neat. You know, it'll be the first time I've ever went on a plane to play a baseball game. Oh wow. That's a you only get those kind of facts here on the midweek podcast, folks. Yeah, how about that, huh? And so yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm really excited about you know that that's why I, 
that's why we do what we do here. And it's the yeah. cool part of being about Gardner Webb is like to get on a plane and like go to Lubbock and play probably arguably it's gonna be one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. And and from what I understand, one of the most hostile environments. Oh, it's I can't down wait. There. Oh. oh yeah, I can't wait. That's why it's that's a that's so much it's fun about it, you know what I mean? So as far as it goes, but Man, this so this is tough. Like some of what you're what you're kind of like bringing up because we have so many players that can do so many good things for us, and that's not me being cliche. That's why I'm so right. excited. This They're all competing, team. right? Probably for spots. yeah, we got a lot of guys yeah. competing for a lot of different things, and how deep our staff is, and how they've been growing. Like it's funny, Coach Hardy was in here this morning, and we were going through. Um, we played yesterday, and we were kind of talking about some of the outings of guys and different things and what's going on and and some different things and um you know don't not gonna can't name a name but we actually i mean this is kind of how the crazy this world is the recruiting stuff we just locked down like a really good arm for the spring um coming in mid-year which a lot of times you know, it's very difficult at the division one level but yeah um, there's a way to do it and we figured it out and um, we got a, we got a dude coming in january so i'm fired up about that but i can't That's tell nice. you now You'll see in the okay. spring. We'll see. It's Rick, it's, it's Rick Vaughn, anyway. everybody. Hey, stay, yeah. <laughs> stay tuned. So, stay tuned. No, no. So, yeah. But anyway, but like, we're just so – like, I, I couldn't tell you who our Friday starter is right now, Saturday or Sunday. Um, and because we can be so deep, you know, we're looking at maybe doing that hybrid type thing where we're going, like, we've got nine out, six out guys, three out got one time through, you know, whatever it may be. Like, we're going to really cag because we're that confident in that many guys um that we don't want to keep anybody and we want to get them bought into that process and you know don't be surprised if you don't see Gardner Webb 15 16 deep you know what I mean doing some things between the game on Friday Saturday Sunday and Tuesday um yeah. so it's been really really difficult for me to maybe really like completely pinpoint some guys because like I know I'm going to miss somebody and we have been such a piece here this fall or our culture is in such a good place and it is everyone's playing for one another. And it's, it's, um, it's as strong as any year I've ever coached. I've never been around a group this year that, 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 that like each other as much as this group. Um, it has usually been this time of year, every year of my career that I've so fired up for Saturday, my wife and I'll be like so excited about Saturday means it's over. Um, we all get a break, you know, all that. I, I, I'm so excited for this world series because these guys are so close and they talk so much smack. It's unbelievable. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be so fun to go. Um, you know, and so, so like on the mound, it's just difficult for me to really. There's been so many guys that have done so much good. I just don't want to miss anybody right now. Like, probably be easier for me maybe in a couple weeks. Like once we really dissect what went on this fall. But you know, we do have some really good players back on offense that have done some really really good things here. Um, the last couple of years. I mean, one was Alec Burns that I spoke about. Um, Alec. Um, you know, hit 15 home runs two years ago, hit nine last year. Um, he's one of the best hitters in the league. He's done some really good things. Um, you know, we've got Pete Capabianco back, who hit 12 home runs for us. Um, he's probably our best infielder in so many ways. He catches everything. He's as good, he's as good an infielder as anyone I've ever coached. Um, and I'm so excited about him and his senior season. Humberto Torres is back, um, who catches. Um, he's super special with his glove behind the plate, catch and throw guy. Um, I think he's got an opportunity to play after this year. Um, you know, he was a guy that had a great season for us. that really came along. Mark Black, he was a Wake Forest transfer. to got his, you know, last year was the first year he got the chance to play every day. Special, special kid. Make up through the roof. He catches too. We, we, 
in my opinion, we have the best one-two tandem in the Southeast. I'd put it up there with a lot of power fives. We've got two guys there. But Mark also can play left field. He DHs. Um, like I said, Humberto can DH. We've got just a really good one-two punch there that can do some really, really, really special things um, as far as us going you know, that piece. Nick Capozzi's back for us. was kind of a part-time guy the last couple of years, but he's, he's kind of really worked hard, changed his body, doing a lot of good things where he's going to be, you know, our everyday right fielder um, that I, we're really excited about. Got some transfers in here that came in. Lawson Knight came in from Kansas State. And this kid has been wrecking, wrecking house here since he's got here in the fall, fired up about him. Um, you know, I, I'm probably getting a little too excited about this number, but I really think he's going to swipe 30-plus bags for us this year. Ooh, um, love that. Love been that. Doing some doing some things for us. I mean, you know, he's not a guy that's going to be double, triple home run type stuff. He's going to do a little bit of that. Man, but that kid gets a hit. I mean, it's a double, yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes a triple. So there's some there's some stuff there, some some old school stuff. I want to say about Tommy Tommy Tavares transferred in from Pitt. Special glove up the middle. Um, kid that can really play. He's come up an injury, but and he's been growing every day as far as some things go there. And um, you know, we uh, you know, just you know, and Wade Kelly's in center field, transferred from Gaston College. He's been a guy running around there. You know, he's he brought a home run back here a couple weeks ago. Like just some good things. And um, Ryan Kennel's back. He played part-time for us last year as a freshman, made so many gross in the Appy league. He's another one changed his body. He's playing great at second base. Um, just, just, just some really good things I think going around the field, like for us. And, you know, we've had some really pleasant surprises too, like freshman wise. I mean, um, Gavin Johnson's a kid that came in as a freshman. that has been doing some good things. Um, didn't want to get too in depth on the mound, but, Parker Dixon's a local kid here that's been on the mound for us and had a velo jump and has been pretty good. And, hey. um, you know, it's been some good stuff. Yeah. We had, and that, I guess the one to add, like, you know, I think the one thing that's been probably the piece the mo- to, to wrap that all up was we had scout day last week and you're always nervous on scout day. Like I'm always, yeah. you know, when you're with guys every day, right. You know, and I'm the head coach, like, and you could probably hear in my voice how excited I am about these kids, but like, when I'm the head coach every day, it sometimes it's more about like everything we do wrong, right? We're trying to get this yeah. better, this better. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh my goodness, are we gonna win a game this year? You know, it's you know, your mind's going a million yeah. miles an hour. But like we had scout day and we had three guys 95 plus. Um, we had three, we had, I'm sorry, four guys six six and, and under running. Like we had we we got done with scout day and um the guys that have been in the area for a good while said to me, like, that was as impressive a scout day as Gardner Webb's ever had. Wow. For, you love numbers. hearing that, Coach. Yeah, no, and I was kind of like five and the speed. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, all right, like you know, I know we're getting better. I know we've got the yeah. right guys here. We just got to continue to work to what we need to do. Yeah, absolutely, That's awesome. So, Coach, I have a question for you then here. So, this since you now are in year five, about to entering year five now at Gardner Webb. This is obviously these are all your guys. It's not like this is year one where you're dealing with a lot of the previous coaching staff's uh, jobs, uh, players. I mean, excuse me. And you also mentioned when you're answering Will's question that being integ- integrated into the community, how have you gone about integrating the pro baseball program into Boiling Springs and the Gardner Webb family as a whole? Yeah. Well, you know, Boiling Springs, um, you know, if you ever come here, you'll see it. Don't blink because you'll, you'll miss, you'll miss it. It's a, <laughs> got a one stoplight town. Great place. I mean, this yeah. is an awesome place to raise a family. Um, I think that our players get close. They have to be because like, I mean, it's just what, They've got school and they've got baseball, right? Yeah. They got school and they got baseball. So I think you know it, it helps from from that chemistry culture piece um, as far as things go. But 
you know, with that, you know, I think it's really important that we pay it forward. And it's one thing that, that, that I try to really explain to our guys that like, like you have no idea, like how blessed you are to be a college baseball player. And like with that, and you need to be able to pay it forward and give to those that are less fortunate. So we have done a wide variety of things um, since we got here on campus. Like we've done, um, we've done two campus cleanups um, that have been very important for us. We try to do them before home football games that just to make sure that, you know what I mean? That, that our place is beautiful, but you know, we try to make sure we go around and every little piece of trash we can find, we go ahead and we're, we're taking care of doing those things. We work closely with the YMCA here in town, doing a lot of stuff with the youth there. Um, we've done a lot of stuff with the Bowling Springs Baptist Church across the street. Um, we've went ahead and we've done some stuff with the Habitat for Humanity um, organization around Shelby, um, doing some things that way. We also, we, we've helped out a few other churches around. Um, we have a lot of opportunities from that standpoint around um, the area where we built a wheelchair ramp this fall. Um, awesome. We've helped with just some general ground stuff with some churches that just don't have the support or the, you know, the, the membership to help do some of those things. We've been able to, you know, the one thing we can always provide is manpower. You know yeah, what I mean? We've for got sure. Plenty of guys. So able-bodied you know, athletes is the perfect like workforce for that. For sure. Yeah, baseball is a great from a manpower standpoint. So, yeah. you know, I, I it's a community service is important to me. Um, yeah. And it's important to, that we give back and, you know, selfless is one of our core values within our program. And, and it, I just, I really hope that I can instill some of those qualities into our players on a daily basis. Yeah. I, I love that. So, mm -hmm. uh, uh, sorry, well, I didn't mean to jump in front of you. So my other question is going to be, I know it says in your bio that you're big in charity. So is that always just been a calling you've had just growing up and just, or is it something you found later in life or just something you just like, I just, it just feels good to give back. And I just like doing it. I, I just think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I believe I was raised the right way. Um, and my father was very selfless. Um, you know, he was very selfless towards me. And, you know, I think that's something that's rubbed off. And um, I just think it's, you know, probably one of the things I hate the most about like community service is putting it on social media, to be honest. But I do I'm kind of like, with you there. I'm kind of with you there. It's just... But I also like, I want to share that, like, you know, we, we yeah. you know what I mean? That we were doing these things. You know what I mean? I think it's important that, and it's more like recruiting because I want parents to see like we are doing these things with these young men and instilling these values of, of giving back and, 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 you know, and then keeping, you know, you've got the, the thing with me is like, you know, I talk a lot about like being humble and humility and being selfless and all these great qualities that you know, just not only make you a great baseball player, they're going to make you a great man. Yeah. They're going to make you a great father. They're going to make you a great husband. They're going to help you grow and do the things you need to do moving forward in life. Cause this is just such a small part of your life, these four years yeah. or five years of college baseball, you know, you've got the rest of your life to go make an impact in society. And I just hope that I can instill some of those things a little bit with these guys, but with me, yeah, I, I think giving back has been a thing that, you know, has always been. And I just, you know, some of those things and I, you know, I just, I wasn't overly blessed with, you know, a lot of talent as a player or, or I'm be honest with you, I'm not really that smart. You know what I mean? I was kind of like that, a little bit of street in me and like, can, you know, navigate some stuff. And, but, but, but I, but I was blessed with the, uh, with work ethic and, and, um, yeah. and, and being able to, you know, have the mindset of, you know, getting something done. And, and like, I believe that, you know, being blessed with a lot of things in my life, like, it's just like, you know, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed and, and I need to give back. And so do our, as our team and our players, and, you know, 
I just, we look around, I show you our field. We got this indoor, we got all these great things, but I always, I have a picture right behind me. You can't quite see it, but you know, at my first job, I practiced in a parking lot, painted bases on it. Dang. Oh, I, I could, yeah, I got a whole, I could tell you a whole story. I, I built a field on a parking lot. Um, and, uh, that's where we practiced. And, you know, when I think I'm having a bad day, I always look back to that picture and go, I could be fungoing on that asphalt. Now I'm not talking about smooth blacktop. No, I bet it was, I bet it was beat up pretty good. I'm talking like cracked concrete. Yeah. With things growing out of it. So like, like no doubt. So you had to get some new baseballs. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we had, we had parking lot balls. Parking lot balls. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. But I I tell these guys, I tell these guys all the time, like, we have all these big, this is amazing. You know, the big, you talk about moving different levels. Let me tell you one of the other bigger things is baseballs. The amount of baseballs you have. Oh my God. Yes. I didn't yeah. That, that, that to me, so true. it's crazy. So I, you know, the other day someone, this is funny. I've got into this. But the other day, somebody hit a foul ball or a BP or whatever. I just watched it go. And I got, I said to the one, oh, I said, do you know what I used to do at the division three school? And they were like, they like, look at me like, well, you're on it. You? And I'd be like, yeah. Well, I, that, listen, we, we would go, like I said, we would order 10 dozen baseballs every August. Yeah. Okay. And I would number every baseball from one to 120. Okay. And at the end of practice, they had to lay them all out in numerical order. And the number that was, mi- there was a number missing. That's how many poles they had to run. Oh, okay. That's so brutal. So, it makes total so, sense, but it's so brutal. I'm just picturing myself as a got, player. Oh. Got, they got smart about it, right? So what they would do is they would have extra baseballs in their bags. <laughs> so when they were missing number 87, they had yeah. someone would have a sharpie and they'd write 87 on it, and a, and a right, pearl would and a pearl would get in there. <laughs> but we would start with 120 baseballs in the fall, and then after the last game of the season, we had 120, and they were all numbered. Now some of them might not have been the ones in the the original yeah so we kept every ball yeah i was, I was gonna ask you next then so i mean obviously you're gonna see the pearl there are you saying anything you're like okay we got a new baseball that's all we were still no, at the one baseball exactly. we, we, we won exactly that's true that's a good we point won. i'm wow. I, I was shocked when you brought that up though because that i'm not going to tell the whole story because i'd butcher it and would not do it justice but we had coach hernandez from bethune cookman on last year he's a he stud started, he, you, and I feel like you two have a similar background because he was always talking about how his first job at um, the D2 level was, um, I think the school was like out of, it was like located in a mall or something. He talked about basically the fact, same thing, yeah. very humble I, beginnings to where he is now. And the, it's always important to keep that in perspective because, well, like you he's said, watching this because he's the reason, he's the reason we're playing Texas Tech. That's why I get this. The, really? Get this, we were supposed to go to Bethune that weekend and it ended up not working out. Nothing gotcha. his fault or whatever. Yeah. We were, I was fired up to go down and see coach and we were going to play them down in Daytona beach. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Great. But, so then it ended up not working out. And then, like I said, uh, red Raiders called and they were, they were open. So we were, that's why we're heading there. We'll, we'll need that yeah. matchup eventually. That'd be a fun matchup to watch. Oh two, yeah. That'd be fun. Two good yeah. programs right there going at stud. it. He's a stud. Yeah. yeah, he is really cool. Coach, one of the final things I got for you, we when we we've talked about your background, how you've built programs, the upcoming season for Gardner Webb, and really your journey in general. And I want to talk about, and Charlie kind of mentioned it, right? Your community, your home yeah. games last year were really impressive. I mean, the way you were able to win a lot at home, that was kind of striking to us. Like you went 21 and 10 at home. 
We went and looked at the Big South standings, though, from a year ago, and it seems like everybody was winning 20 games at home. So talk a little bit about the competitiveness of the Big South and with Campbell leaving the conference as well, what the coaches are feeling across the league. I'm ecstatic. Ecstatic. They're really good. Um, they are. Uh, well coached, uh, really good. Um, but I think it's given everybody a, you know, uh, a jolt of, and, and, and I hate to use the word hope. I mean, anybody can beat anybody on a given day, yeah. but you know, I think, I think the league's up for grabs. Yeah. That's I was, was going to ask, like, does it feel wide open? Right. With you, especially for you guys, a team that was top four in the league. Right. Oh, oh yeah. I think it's, uh, really feels wide open. Um, I think that, you know, we we go ahead and have the opportunity um, just as much as anybody to win the league. Um, there's a lot of good team. I mean, like Upstate's got a really good team this year. Yeah. They got a lot back. They, you know, they got a chance to be pretty good. Um, you know, there, there's and then there's a, there's a whole bunch of. I think everybody's got a chance to be pretty good. I think. Listen, every Big South weekend, it's like you just don't it's know. Um, everybody's everybody's pretty good, and the baseball variable and. Man, it's just all about if you can throw it over to play or not. I mean, that's, it comes down to a lot of it. And, um, you know, the team that makes the least amount of mistakes usually wins the series in the Big South. But, like, there's there's a really, really good chance now for everybody to to do that. I, I think with the Big South, too, with, like, the home records, I think there's a piece to this. Like, you know, we go through, and, and again, I you know, I was a Northern coach. I mean, I, 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 I've been on more Southern trips than most people. I can – that, that yeah. could be a whole other podcast. But – uh it's, it's, uh, I, you know, you catch some of those Northern teams early, you know what I mean? You know, we're out in our squad and they haven't even seen a blade of grass. And, yeah. You know, a lot of times it means winning a series and you're probably, you know, they're coming down here to get work in. We're, and we're, we're having a, we're having a good chance of winning a series a lot of ways sometimes, or, you know, Ryder who ended up having a great season last year, did. beat us three out of four. I mean, they were really good. So it's not always the case, but mm -hmm. There's a lot of that, and there's a lot of that goes on in our league. I mean, we're kind of a destination for a lot of northern schools. The Big South is to play yeah. some of those early games. So, like, I think it helps get some of those wins and gets get you, you know, where, where you know what I mean, like where you can have the better, you know, the better record in so many ways. And you know, you're not playing some of those teams at their peaks by any yeah. means. And not neither are we, but this isn't rocket science. We're ahead of some teams that are in New York and yeah, you know, other areas. Do you know what I mean? Just based off of. Yeah, you know what I mean. As far, like I said, as far as like the baseball stuff. So yeah. I mean, I think that's what allows for some of the wins. You know what I mean? Like for some of that piece to be at home. But yeah, we were dramatically better at home last year than we were on the road. Um, what that was, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I've always, I've always wondered if it's. I've always most my one of my theories for that kind of thing is um, we have a good friend of the pod. He was data analytics at Quincy too. Our buddy Robert Fry. And he was like this ransom number, and I was like, yeah, he's like crazy good with that stuff, right? Yeah, Robert, it's it's I I'm obviously biased when I say this, but it is it is an absolute crime and fumbling <laughs> by the MLB that no team has picked him up yet for their analytics department. I mean that what I mean, they like, I think I'm a baseball sicko. That kid is a baseball sicko. Like that everything Robert will just like text me this random thing about like in zone swings against like D three pitchers in the east in like the northwest. I'm like, okay, Robert, like this is cool, but like who is this for? You know. He's but, a beast. Um, he is a beast. But, but anyways, Robert was, I think, <laughs> I don't know the exact number, but it was essentially like home teams in college win like 58% of the time, whatever it is. I always, so I've always wondered if it's possibly just the comfort of being at home because obviously if you're a pro team, 
you get used to the traveling constantly and you obviously have much nicer accommodation. You know, you're staying at Hilton's, you're staying in all these nice areas. Your game time is at 7 p.m. There's no homework you have to worry about. You know, it's just a whole lot of less stress. Yeah, I think that obviously has a lot to do. I mean, anytime we can stay in our own bed, like I think it's it's a win. Absolutely. You know I mean, I think it's a win. I think it's like and like you said, when I mean when I mean a win, I mean like a, like a, like a, like it's a it's an opportunity. It's just it's it's an advantage. It's an advantage. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I think there's a definitely a lot of pieces to that. There's definitely a lot of pieces to that. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, you know, you know, but if you're going to be a championship team, you got to win on the road. You have a hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, the road, there's the road ends away at the end of the day. Omaha. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and I, in the last couple of years, we haven't played as much on the road the first four weeks. We've got a lot of home games. So I'm kind of fired up about having a couple road trips here early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, with the Texas Tech and some of that. So there's a piece to that. I mean, just this, like, we went, we, we played at Queens yesterday. And just to be able to go on the road, like, it was kind of a, like a great, good for us to just go on the road a day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, oh, yeah. It's just, you need to do. And it's not the first yeah. time we do it in the spring and some of that stuff. So it's the dry run kind of. Yeah. A little it's in so many ways. Yeah. As far as that goes, you know, for sure. So. But if you you're doing these podcasts and going through things, if someone gives you that magical answer about how to win on the road, we'll let you know, DM, Coach. Just DM it to me. Yeah, and, I will. Um, I'll be. I'll promise to throw it in there. That's secret sauce for sure. <laughs> That's uh, perfect, so Coach. Um, I don't know about Will. I have a few more, uh, three more questions for you. They're all fun, kind of rapid fire. If you're down for it, yeah. Will, let, will let, do you have any more? Yeah, let it okay. rip. Yeah, let it rip. First one I ask every guest this, and, and that is, what is your favorite pop tart flavor? Oh, s'more. S'more solid. That's Plain okay. Dunk. Solid. Coach Sweet, Coach Sweet picked one, that one last week. I had one week. yesterday. Love wow. to hear that because I, I, it's, a, it's such a silly question to ask people because I'm asking professional, I'm asking like semi professional athletes essentially, and they're like, oh, I've had a Pop Tart in five years. Oh, yeah, I forgot, you know, you're in season. If I want a Pop Tart from the gas station and there's not a s'more one there. Like, I, I, I kind of get upset. It's like, <laughs> that's great. I love that's a great answer. You're, you're definitely the most passionate answer about it. I do appreciate that. Next one for visiting Boiling Springs, what's your favorite restaurant to go to? The go to rest eatery, snack shop, snack shop, snack shop. Can't go wrong. Just what do you mom get? And pop, mom and pop place. What's that? Mm. What do you get there? Is it well, what type of food? Baby club, no tomato. Okay, oh, no tomato. Come on now, coach. Mm. Uh, Not tomato, guys. Okay, that's another subject. That's okay. And then my last one is, um, who are some of your favorite pro players to watch right now? Like, who do you get? Like, oh, for me, for me, when he was in his prime, he went the guy went to my high school. Like, Max Church is on the bump today. I gotta turn this on, I gotta tune in and watch. Mason Miller. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's a good pick. Though. I like Mason Miller. He okay. played here. That's right. He did. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. That's, oh, that's my reason. You know, it's, it, it's funny because I was telling our, like, talking to our guys, you know, like I, I am a baseball, obviously I'm a baseball nut, right? Love it. I, I'm not a crazy like MLB guy. Like I yeah. can't sit here and tell you like a ton of players and a lot of different things that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's not good. I'm a big pirate fan. I know it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. unfortunate. We're we're Cardinals fans, but you know we don't we don't hate, I don't hate the Pirates personally. I well, no I, I'm them. a little versed with the Pirates, and I know what's going on with their roster yeah. a little bit in so many ways. But um, you know, I was quick with me. I mean, Mason's obviously my favorite player in MLB, yeah, for sure. as he should be. Just because I coached him. Yeah. Goes. But but uh, but yeah, no. But what a what an interesting World Series too. Like how far how great is it about like the Diamondbacks? Like it's awesome. Stealing- it on bases, laying bunts down, like playing baseball. Yeah, D two kid on the mound tonight. Brandon Fott. We we yeah. faced Brandon Fott. At yeah, that's the kid from Bellarmine, right? Yep. Yeah, we faced him yeah. twice. Yeah. Coach, I'm I'm glad you brought up though 
I know, not to keep rambling, but I'm glad you brought up the World Series because I have been so sick and tired of everybody on social media when I complaining about these playoffs and how this World Series isn't compelling. I'm like, the Diamondbacks haven't been back to the series since 01. The Rangers have never won. That's alone is compelling enough. The Diamondbacks have the most exciting rookie I've seen since Aaron Judge with Corbin Carroll. Like, there's Corey Seager is an MVP if he plays 162 for the Rangers. Like, there's so many storylines and things that make him compelling. I think it's absolutely bananas that people are claiming that it's not a good World Series. Well, it's just the, the natural person out there. Like, you know, like, I mean, I mean, everybody's a baseball fan. Yeah. You know, it's like I use the adage with it, too. Like, it's like it's like, you know, people in the stands, like, you know what I mean? The critics and all that. Like, you gotta remember with baseball, right? Like, like, if yeah. I, like I'm looking out at our seats in our stadium right now. And like it, on a on a game that we play, if we have 500 people here and there's 300 males. Right. Yeah. Two hundred and ninety of them have put a baseball uniform on. It's true. What, whether it was T-ball through high school. Right. Everybody's played baseball. So everybody's an authority. Yeah. To, to, to talk about it. Not everybody played football. Not everybody played basketball. Not everybody played some yeah. of the other things that are going on. So, like, so there, everybody, there's a lot of baseball fans out there. So, if it's not the Yankees versus the Dodgers or the Red Sox or, you know, whatever it might be, it's yeah. just like, it's kind of a letdown. Like, you know what I mean? As far yeah. as it goes. But, but us is, you know, we're all baseball junkies. It's kind of cool to see Absolutely. somebody different. It's like they're in. Yeah. And, like, you know, you've got some, you know, the Diamondbacks playing a certain style. It's, yeah, it's some great stuff, you know what I mean, as far as it goes. So, but yeah, like you know, it's, it's just you know, you gotta enjoy it, you know what I mean. Just enjoy that's what it. I'm saying. I, I, that's my thing is there's no reason to complain. Just hope it's good baseball, and then who cares? Who the uniforms are relevant at that point? No, no doubt. It's what's gonna stink here. You know, we, we're getting out of this. We're getting out of this stage that just happened, like where we have all this baseball, college oh, football, yeah. NFL. Like it's just the greatest guy time of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's awesome. You have to watch all the stuff, and like it's coming to an end. It is. Yeah. It is winding down. That is. Yeah. But, but for us, coach, the great thing is college ball is right around the corner. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. We're gonna blink. You know that. We're gonna yeah. blink. We're gonna be oh, throwing for sure. a pitch. We're gonna throw yeah. that pitch. It's gonna go yeah. from Thanksgiving to May real fast. May quick. <laughs> That's awesome. Coach, um, we really appreciate you taking yes, all this time you. with us today. I mean, we get an inside look at your program, your background. It, it really has been nothing short of fantastic. It's it's far and exceeded our expectations with how generous you've been with your time and sharing everything yeah. about your life. So thank you so much. No, I really enjoyed it. You guys are doing a great thing. Um, you know, I mean, hopefully uh, if you're ever down our way, please come check our schedule Absolutely. out. Come, uh, come check us out. We'd love to have you um, here on campus. Um, like I said, thank you for what you're doing for uh, baseball and especially college baseball. What kind of work do you do?